My old friend. <laughs> Man, I'm going to be real honest with you. I think that last cup of coffee might have been a really bad idea. Yeah, I'm going to be scraping you off the ceiling here in a couple seconds. Yeah, I, my heart's going to explode out of my chest. <laughs> get down, Chris, get down. It's <clears throat> the, the narration's going to start already, huh? I can't help myself. God damn it. But yeah, there's going to be, you just hear a muffled, just... <laughs> my heart just exploding in my chest. Either that or it was a blowgun with a tranquilizer to shut me the fuck up. Oh, man. <clears throat> no, I don't have, like, James Bond assassin money. Fair enough. That that You know, when we start and making all that would, money from this podcast. And I think you would see me directly in front of you getting out and loading up a blowgun to shoot into your face. I would be laughing too hard to duck. Man. You're going to get me with a blowgun? <laughs> man, what are you doing? <laughs> What, what do you think you're doing with that blow? Go, ow, motherfucker. Thump. <laughs> just, just On a, that note. Just another day. Oh, yeah. Blowgunning people in the face. <laughs> anyway, hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. <gasps> Did you want to say something? No, I was going to yay. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, my my name is Chris Faff, and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm James Marino. I'm the other one of your hosts. Dear Lordy. Uh, All right. So uh, this week we are talking about 2016's personal, personal shopper. shopper. <laughs> I didn't doing, commit. Are we doing it in stereo? What what is happening? <laughs> falling apart immediately uh yeah 2016 don't you tell me what to do uh anyway 2016's personal shopper yep uh written and directed by olivier assayas starring Kristen stewart and maureen as maureen and Kristen stewart's cell phone as itself mm-hmm. oh man that was a rocky start let's oh, pull yeah. it together that's all right james yes what did you think of personal shopper Oh wow, that's that's a lot to unpack right at the beginning of the show. But oh. if if you would like me to go for it first, I think I figured out the best way that I could articulate to describe this film. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're in a beautiful forest and you find the tallest tree and you climb to the very tippy top and you look out and everything is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then you look down and you plan how you're going to get down. And then you fall and hit every fucking branch on the way down, but you get up and you're fine. On a scene-by-scene basis, that's how this movie feels to me. Yes. Because it has very high highs, and then there is some of the execution that makes me wonder, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. What, What are you doing? It's like every branch is a red herring that they threw up already. Yeah, and, yeah, it, oh, man. But I really like where it ends up. I, I yeah. really like this movie. And I don't think I would say this is a good movie. I wouldn't even say it's a rewatchable movie. Oh, I, I've watched I mean, it a bunch. <laughs> yeah, but you, you rewatch every movie a bunch. So, all right. So six let's, months from now, you're going to pick up the old uh, personal shopper and watch it again? Let's get this out in the open mm-hmm. for everyone to hear. This is a boring movie. Yes. <laughs> This is some real Chris bullshit. Oh, they take their time <laughs> unloading everything. Although I will have to say that unlike some of the other movies we've watched that were pacey, 
I was oddly interested and disinterested at the same time. It was like, like I said before, there's, it's like this movie has nothing and everything all at the same time. Uh-huh. And it's it's really confusing that way. Yes. Because uh, as we kind of alluded to in the cast list, nobody's really in this movie but Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has maybe what a combined, like, eight minutes of screen time. Yeah. You yeah. see other people for a minute. Otherwise, it's just her in a cell phone or I, her in a room. I was going to say, I think that the, uh, the, the co-star of the cell phone has more screen time than a lot of the other big players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is another example, too, of uh, this isn't really a horror movie. I was just going to say that. It is a thriller. Yeah, it is a thriller. But with supernatural elements. Mm-hmm. But, but with ghosts. <laughs> it's also a coming-of-age or maturation story, too. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, finding oneself movie. There's the thing that I want to get into in that. But, uh, yeah, it's not... The, the ghosts aren't really consequential. Right. It's almost <laughs> secondary that they're ghosts. It's almost ghost as plot device. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't really play a part in the movie, except for just being there and being cool. Being oh, yeah. cool ghosts. Oh, yeah. And I like how they allude to the ghosts all throughout the movie, too. Uh-huh. And ghosts in communication. I really thought that that was laid out well, too. But we can get back to that. Yes. Um, I think what I really wanted to start with is... Uh, yeah, Twilight sucked, but man, Kristen Stewart is fucking amazing in this movie. You know, anybody, I've read a million times that uh, Kristen Stewart's wooden, Kristen Stewart can't act, Kristen Stewart. I'm watching this movie, and she is acting her ass off, like amazingly. Yeah. It looks like real emotion. You can't see the acting throughout most of the movie. I mean, I think there's only one or two parts where I could actually see her act, and the, and the rest of the time, it's just pure reaction, pure emotion and it was I, I really quite frankly did not expect that kind of performance from her no and uh she has almost the perfect amount of I, i'm not smart enough to articulate it but like the lack of charisma like mm-hmm. she's she's I, kind of she's a quiet weird girl in right. this movie and she's perfect for it but again now that you mentioned it i think we mentioned it once before to play that role without a hint of charisma, because in order to have a job like being an actor or an actress, yes. you have to have that natural yes. whatever. But to be able to mask it or to be able to act through or over it to portray that level of, I guess, normalcy or reality, mm-hmm. that that's what that's some superb acting right there. It's got to be one of the most difficult things to do, I would think. Because, all right. And this is, again, kind of poor execution. The entire scene's kind of poorly executed in the way that it's written. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kristen Stewart and the guy that plays Ingo, when he first oh, yeah. when she first meets Ingo, when she goes to knock on the door, how she kind of like bows her head before she knocks. Yes. Just that weird little touch, that, mm-hmm. you know. And when she's going to leave and Ingo starts asking her questions and she turns around and she kind of stays for a minute, mm-hmm. she's holding her motorcycle helmet. And I noticed that, like, if you had somebody like a, and I don't want to say like a strong woman, but like a, like an Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. she would have just set her motorcycle helmet down. Right. But what Kristen Stewart does is she does that thing that, like, 
really shy weird people do and she like kind of puts it down really quick so that maybe he doesn't notice shut up yeah it, it, no exactly and it was just like oh man like that is clearly just an acting choice that works perfectly for this character yeah and, all of the affectations like the the wincing the the inability to make eye contact i mean yes. and and when i talk about the maturation part of this story mm-hmm. we we will we'll see the growth in her but, you know, at that time, the only way she exists as, as half of a twin, she spent her whole life as half of being a twin. She's spent her whole life in service to something else, subsuming her own personality. Yes. So, and I, I really, and out of anything in this movie, take away the horror, take away the action, take away anything, just, I, I can rarely follow a through line through the movie, but that's the one through line I've found throughout this entire movie which i found fascinating which is what made me really like this movie even though it's uh, you know another hour of nothing yeah the the things that they do manage to focus in on you know if you follow it all the way through makes that even deeper story than just what they're telling which and the the reason that i think the ghosts are important is because it it plants the idea of ghosts in your head Mm -hmm. and who who is Kristen Stewart in this movie? She is a person who is never really seen, never right. really heard. Mm-hmm. She is intricately tied to this world of fashion for, through working for this model mm-hmm. and never really seen. Exactly. She's a ghost. Absolutely. Okay. I hate you in the face for that. Give me a second. I, now she- I got to recalibrate. You do this to me like every third episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, wow. She's a ghost. And what is the main thing that ghosts want is to be seen or heard. Mm-hmm. And what happens when she comes back from the train and she starts trying on her Kira's clothes? Right. She she wants to be part of this world, but she's not. Right. Okay, Much yeah. like a, a ghost trying to contact someone. Okay, and that makes a sense as to what I was talking about also. Yes. Just the, the non... Oh, wow. She actually only reacts with very few people, much like a ghost, and only inside places. She really doesn't exist outside. No. Outside of those actual milieus, the the house, the apartment, or the actual store. And she's still, when she could be all bossy and say, hey, give me this, give me that. I'm picking up for what's her butt. I want the good stuff. What are you showing me this junk Uh for? Oh no! This is exactly what I wanted. This oh, mm-hmm. So, uh, well, maybe. Well, what can you know, she wouldn't ever speak up for herself. And just speaking of her, like uh, the way the, the I guess the reason that she stays when she's about to leave Kira's apartment. So think about the first interaction we see with her and somebody else. It's with her boyfriend, or with uh, it's the opening scene with uh, her brother's. Yeah, girlfriend. they're looking at the house, right? Yeah. Her brother's girlfriend never really, like, acknowledges her or asks her questions or, like, talks to her like a person. She's just like, yeah, are you okay? All right, Mm -hmm. bye. And leaves. The second time we see her talk to anyone, it's her boyfriend on the uh, video. The first thing he says is, how are things going with Kira? He doesn't ask, how how. are you? Mm -hmm. And he kind of talks down to her. Oh, yeah, he does. Then she meets Ingo in uh, uh, Kira's apartment. And he kind of talks down to her as well. And she's like, all right, I'm going to go. Yeah, but it was. And then he starts asking her questions about herself. Mm -hmm. We never have seen her talk about herself to anyone else. And when somebody starts to kind of see her 
pay attention to her, much like a ghost. She becomes she, more corporeal. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, I can see that. Because, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> with the Inga situation, first of all, that guy exudes creepy. Even before I knew he was a bad guy, I was just like, ooh, sleazy. Well, yeah, I mean... Well, no, he did it real well, especially in that real French-Belgian manner. Ugh. He's German. That's all the same. Yeah, because he's a, a correspondent for Men's Vogue in Berlin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so he's this handsome, jet-setting, mm-hmm. drinking whiskey at two in the afternoon or whatever time it was. Ah, uh, yes, the douchebaggery. But what I'm saying, though, is just like, again, her acting is so good because the dialogue in that scene kind of sucks. It was stilted on a good day. Yeah, it's, and that's, again, the part, thing I was saying about this movie is like, man, really high highs, and then when it goes to execute something, it falls flat, like, and hits every branch on the way down. Well, and if you think about it, maybe the English is not every other actor's first language, and they're acting in English and they're reacting to words that maybe they don't understand. No, I'm saying just the writing in general of her oh, yeah. just flat out saying like, well, we're both mediums. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of awkwardly put because everything else seemed to flow naturally. We, we get the people's stories and what they're about yeah. just, you know, just through watching. And that was that, that was the only part of clunky dialogue or clunky exposition. I think everything else was laid pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> when wow. there's the cell phone bit. Uh, well, you know, do, do we ever There's, even... I mean, we could try to talk about a through-line plot. Is We're it? already no. going. Yeah, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, there's about a 20-minute segment that's literally just her on a cell phone. Yep. And it's still good because of her reactions. Mm-hmm. And, all right, here's the thing. You see, like, all right, she thinks she's talking to her dead brother's ghost yeah. on her phone. And, and the first time I'm like, is that? Yeah. Is it electronic ghosts again? Because we, we keep... Touching on that idea of ghosts in the machine, uh-huh. have we ever had actually seen the movie where the ghosts are actually in the machine? Uh, the Night House. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think you've I've seen, seen that it. one. No. No. Bruckner's newest movie. Okay. Yeah, they do it in the Night House too, where there's you know scenes where she's getting messages from her dead husband. Yeah. But like, it, it, he doesn't spend twenty minutes on it like this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, because I was hanging back and forth on that while watching the movie. I'm like, is that no? I don't like, know. Uh, Wait, they're still doing this cell phone bit? Like, man, come on. Well, and the other cheap thing they did with the cell phone, too. Yeah. We get 10 minutes of her watching a, watching a documentary on her cell phone on a train. Yeah. Now, granted, we get to see the documentary, which was pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. But- which also ties in the uh, aspect of ghosts because the female artist who invented... Yeah, Klimf. Yeah. Um, A.E. Clinton. Yep. Yeah. Supposed it's just to be another right. weird subplot that doesn't need to be there, but all right, cool. Well, it ties in with the Victor Hugo subplot, too. He was supposed to have talked to uh, the dead also. Right. But at that time, what, 1800s, late, late 18, early 19, that medium shit was huge. In fact, uh, that's what uh, Houdini fought for years. Because I know you needed to know that. <laughs> Houdini. Yeah, Houdini. <laughs> sure. Magic. You know, I'm taking up all these timely references. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on the real cutting edge. Mm-hmm. David Blaine can go fuck himself too. Oh, right in the fucking neck. Yeah. Fuck David. I'm gonna Blaine. freeze myself in ice. Like, who gives a shit, man? Sure, <laughs> do it. Do what you want. Come but... on, Dave. Make me pick a card and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah. So here's the thing. 
was that even Ingo that she was talking to on the phone? Because, I mean, they never really allude to that. Um, yeah, they don't, but it, it is Ingo. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that it isn't, right? Right. Because even with ghostly interference, the only... Oh, that, that reminds me of the theory about the doors opening and closing. Um, if, if we do um, posit the theory that ghosts are real in this, you know how they... Again, the doors open and close? Yeah. Maybe the ghost was trying to get her to not be in the right... Or in that place um, while Ingo was there. It kind of... It seems like the, that maybe the idea was that it was the ghost was saving her. Right. And Ooh. So, I'll, I'll thus allowing her to, okay, this is one last thing. I'm not tied to Kira anymore. Like, like Spidey sense. Exactly. I'm not tied to Kira anymore. The only reason she's still hanging out in this town is because she was waiting for a word for her, from her brother. Yes. Everything that kept her tied down is slowly being hacked away, pardon the pun, but it's slowly going. Everything that tethered her to the one place, to the, the idea of the house, the haunted house. Yes. Everything that's tethered slowly gets snipped. And at the end... Yeah, because I wanted do, to ask you moi. what you thought. So, do you think that the ghost in Lewis's house killed him? Because they talk about how both Lewis, who I don't think we've... It, Lewis is supposed to be uh, Kristen Stewart's twin brother. Who's, right. He's never on screen. He's only talked about... And she's staying in his house because she wants to receive a sign from him. Because right. they were both mediums and they promised each other. They made a pact, yeah. Yeah. Much like Houdini and his wife. Had yeah, to bring yeah. It back. It's, it's nothing super original, yeah. but it, that's the plot device. So do you, But the ghost that she sees in Lewis's house is not Lewis. No. But I don't think... Okay. I think that ghost appeared and due to that heart condition that they share, for some reason, since they say that he worked in carpentry, mm -hmm. if he worked his heart a little harder than need be, he could have seen said ghost had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And that is the ghost that she is now seeing in this house when she's looking for her brother. But then we have to think about malicious intent. Was the ghost's intent to cause the heart attack? Or to, to mm. show that it that this is my house. That I mean, it seems like a malicious ghost. It's scratching X's into shit. Mm-hmm. And it also I don't know. Yeah, it did it, it fucked up her artwork, but I thought that maybe it was a warning for her to leave. Yeah. Now As yeah. far as far as that killing the other one, that I don't know, that would everything else flows together so nicely, if you really think about it, that that, that particular it just seems to hit a dead end. It's like there's no reason for it. There's no speaking of... If they showed the ghost's intent, then maybe I, I would be able to make that intuitive leap that it killed the brother. But because of that, I just think it was showing that she, too, had that uh, medium power and it wasn't just imagination. Right, but... So, she actually saw the real ghost. Right, but the final shot of the film... Do you think that was Lewis's ghost? I think that's the ghost that killed Lewis, followed her to where she's going, because she asks, are you Lewis? And it says both yes and no. Mm -hmm. She says, is it just me? Yes. And there's one slam on the thing, and then cut to credits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but so, to, <laughs> to me, that finalized the, the actual coming of being, of being herself, as opposed to being of another so it is just you now. Yeah. 
That ghost is dope. However, (laughs) dude, this movie scared the hell out of me for one very specific reason. I want to hear it. Do you, in in the very first scene when she's arriving to the house and the ghost appears and it just looks like, almost like headlights Mm -hmm. on the wall? Yeah. Like right after that happened, I... I can see from the street over and somebody <laughs> turned and I just saw some lights at the corner. This movie scared the shit out of me. Oh, that's the best. Wait, I'll tell you. And that fucking, when, all right, when the ghost appears to her at the house, that's a dope ass ghost. Oh, that was excellent. Effect. It looks like it's made out of electricity and smoke. Mm-hmm. It fucking rules. And yet still maintains its, it still maintains its appearance. Mm-hmm. It's both, very tangible and ethereal at the same time. You're just, uh-huh. oh yeah, that's good stuff. That's a good ghost. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about the sliding ghost at the very end? Mm. I liked it. Yeah. Because the way that it's framed, you do not, and until you finally see it, because it's a very static shot of her just sitting outside after she talked to her dead brother's uh, ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend? Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> it, you could tell, though, it was awkward because they're both awkward. Uh-huh. But she was, like, trying to tell him, dude, it's cool, whatever. Yeah, it's whether fine. She, whether she believed it or not. Right. But that should have been old boy's cue to shut the fuck up. But no, he's like, uh, well, you know, we never really did a- anything it, before. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. And uh, I'm just, shut up. <laughs> yeah. And he so finally says, I got to go. And then we get a shot of just Kristen Stewart sitting outside in this patio and the shot of the house behind her. Mm-hmm. And you don't see it until you actually see it and go, ah, fuck. <laughs> and then the ghost face starts sliding. Yes. Because it's holding a glass. Mm-hmm. And then it slides by and all you see is the glass. And then the fucking glass drops. It's like, oh, God damn it. Uh, speaking of that, the first the th- fucking ghost movie got me. <laughs> The um the floating effects mm-hmm. are absolutely spot on because they didn't look CGI, but they didn't quite look like any method I'd ever known of suspension. I'm looking at it going, how the fuck did they do that? Uh-huh. Because you know, I, I love watching magic and I love knowing how illusions work. And I'm looking at it going, how the actual fuck did they do that? So I'm guessing they CGI'd some wires out or something, but the effect looked uh, the the way it moved. It was like a what a person would move. It was just yeah. It looks like it looked like a dude standing on a skateboard. They just kind of like pulled it a little mm-hmm. bit. It was it was really good. It, it and freaked it's creepy me. as fuck. Yeah, Be, because and I think it's because of the sparse use of the idea of ghosts. Okay, we, the, we only have the idea of ghosts throughout the whole movie, with very few effects for the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes when it shows up. I think it makes the impact just that much greater because we've got nothing to compare it to. That is the only ghost there. Oh, ooh, what's it going to do? Is it malevolent? Is it going to help? What's it going to do? Yeah. Is that a ghost? Is that not a ghost? Is it, you know? Yeah, it's got you playing that game where in every shot your eyes are fucking scanning the screen. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck, 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 fuck. Yep. And then the last fucking scene is she, yeah, she walks into that little bungalow or whatever that her boyfriend supposedly had rented out. Mm-hmm. And she walks into the room, and there's just a fucking glass floating, and then it yeah. hits the ground. Oh, that, that messed up my day for a minute. Oh, yeah, that effect. Ooh. Yeah, man, this movie scared the shit out of me, actually. And it's not a fucking scary movie. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But again, the, the characterizations, the, the acting, 
and I haven't even talked about the set pieces. I've been to Paris, not at, of course at this time. Yeah. But they kept captured a lot of the moods of Paris because anybody thinks of Paris as just this big city, but they don't think about the courtyards. They don't think about the regular small cottages. They don't think about a lot of the places that they, they showed. And it was a very real feeling. I felt the coldness in the air from the wind because they would show it. Mm-hmm. Um, just just the sounds of walking in that big old house. I felt like I was actually in that house the way they filmed it. The lighting was it was almost, it, it looked like 100% natural lighting. Obviously, I had to light it. It's a movie, but they made it look like natural lighting. Yeah. And even, because I always complain, a lot of times when they have movies with dark as a character, they, it's just dark and, you know, they don't, they, instead of hinting at darkness, well, this one, the way they did the, um, the scenes in the darkness, it was lit just enough that you could see the action and what's happening, but give you that complete feeling of darkness. And that's got to be almost impossible to do. Because the way that it's shot is very voyeuristic as well. Anytime that Kristen Stewart's walking around that house at night, mm-hmm. it's shot like somebody looking at her. Yes. Because very rarely is her face lit up. I mean, there are, on occasion, again, it's a movie. You have to right. light your star. Right. But there's a lot of the time when she's walking through that house when you don't see her face Mm -hmm. she's just shuffling through this house and just think about it we see things from her pov later in the movie when she has a sense of self but at that point in the movie she's still bound to the house she's still bound to these ideas of whatever Mm -hmm. so the pov is looking at her because she hasn't become herself yet Uh uh-huh ah damn this movie's good (laughs) kind of yeah. <laughs> Again, there's a, like a 20-minute cell phone scene. It's like, man, you're ruining your movie. <laughs> well, plus, you know, I did Did nobody see this and go, hey, uh... <clears throat> I, I kind of mind-fucked myself, though, before this movie because I saw, like, the first, you know, the first little couple minutes because, you know, I just want to get a feeling of what I'm getting into. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, this is an art movie with a capital A. I'm going to have to read some shit. Yeah. But as it turns out, it was accessible. But I, I, in my head, I'm trying to, oh, my God, did I read something that might allude to what's going on? And then when I finally got out of my own head, I could enjoy the movie again. But, yeah, I had that kind of going in. But it, it, it's accessible. I think it could be 10 different movies. It's, I liked your movie, the movie where the ghost kills him and ends up at the end of the movie. I'm going to rewatch that movie and watch that one. So... One of the most horrifying parts of this movie, too, is when she finds Kira dead. That was a gut punch. Oh, I'm sorry. But that, is, that is a fucking... That's a pretty scary scene. <laughs> well, again, we were talking about it in Henry uh, about the realism. Mm-hmm. They never showed the killing. They never showed anything. Nope. They showed the blood spatter. They showed the path. And that was amazing accident, uh, acting again. When she wanted to open it, didn't want to open it, oh, and just, again, like with the helmet, she just finally just reached out and grabbed it open, and just watching her, just tentatively walking in, knowing something's bad, but not knowing. Yep. And then when we see it, and it wasn't hugely graphic, it was, the body was hunched over almost in a V, and we could see the blood, we couldn't see the wound, we couldn't, you know. Yeah, it looks like finding a dead body. Right, because they're not highlighting the gruesome which somehow made it worse because we know 
yeah. something horrible happened. We don't know there if she's been shot or stabbed or what. We just see the blood on the floor from the abdomen. And a realistic amount of blood. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a blood-soaked room. Like, you know, when you get some mm. of the slasher films and... It you know it's not a splatter scene whatsoever. And if you think about it, the the heaviest amounts of blood were when whatever happened happened initially on the bed. Then you could tell the other spot where the body laid for a while, and then it repooled on the bottom. So they actually thought about that shit. Mm-hmm. Who's the sick fucker that goes? No, that's not how blood really goes. And then she walks out, and a fucking closet door is going goddamn nuts. Yep. But again, is that the ghost warning to get out of here? Bop, 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 make yeah, it. I don't know. Because if we think about, again, going back to those scene where the, the doors opened by themselves and that closet door was going, it was like a warning. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because that was another question that I had. Was Ingo still there? Because, again, they tell us that Ingo killed her. Right. And tried to frame Kristen Stewart because she had these very expensive diamonds that she mm-hmm. picked up for her Model boss at Cartier mm-hmm. it was like, was it like twenty thousand dollars worth of yeah stuff e- easily? Yeah, and she went because she came to drop it off at the house. That's when she finds the body. That actually reminds me of one thing that bothered me about this movie. But no, what I'm saying uh, though is the uh, yeah that could have been Ingo was still there and heard just somebody come in right and was hiding because somebody may have heard something going on. Well, some of and the time, timing in this movie is wonky. You don't know what happened before or after. You don't know if the scenes are out of, out I do, of time I did, order. I did not see any sort of nonlinear time. Okay, then I think this film that that is the ghost telling her to go. Yeah, that's because, a very good point because then, like that you makes said, sense for the, with the hotel scene. Yeah, because she turns off her phone, and uh, another scene that I really liked was her at the police station. Oh. Right after that, because what she does is she finds this dead body in fucking jets and mm-hmm. then realizes like two blocks away, like, oh, I need to call the police. Yeah, because I've been <laughs> I on the fu- I just found a dead body. <laughs> and I touched some shit in there. Yep. Yeah. So I should probably contact the authorities. Now, what I loved about. And the police chief is grilling her and she, yeah, she just gives all the right answers. And it's a pretty anticlimactic scene, if we're being mm-hmm. honest. It's one of those things that. You should have cut out of your movie. Yeah, but it shows Kristen Stewart acting her ass off. Yeah, because the guy's like, well, what were you doing there? And she's like, I'm a personal shopper. Mm -hmm. I was dropping off these very expensive jewelry. And he says, what jewelry? Because it's gone. Yeah, but he doesn't allude to... It it almost like, what what jewelry are you leaving? Is how it sounded to me? Yeah. Because I didn't know what was gone yet. And it was like, so that they could, you know, whatever, so... How do I put it? Oh, yes. So that they could like bag it and tag it or look for it. Yeah. So I didn't know he already knew it was gone. He's like, well, why, why did you leave? And she's like, I, I, I freaked out. I, like, I saw a dead body and I got the fuck out of there. Well, I like the idea. But yeah. Too. So she, all right. But she's well, telling the truth and he can tell. Yeah. So where we're getting with the, uh, the ghost thing is she gets home, she turns on her phone and she gets these increasingly closer messages Mm -hmm. that's when i figured out who it was yes from this unknown number and then it says i'm here and then she finds a key card for a motel under the door Mm -hmm. she goes to this hotel room she walks in because she finds the jewelry in her apartment Mm -hmm. brings the jewelry to the hotel room and the door starts it opens and closes Mm -hmm. and fades out yeah 
So you're saying that that was the ghost warning her, get the fuck out yeah. of here because Ingo's coming? Yeah, because I think, kill you. Yeah, because I think that there's something happens Ooh, just prior to each good. time before Ingo could find her. Yeah, that's good. All right, yep, that makes more sense to me now because that would insinuate that that was the helpful ghost leaving in the empty elevator and uh, yeah. sliding front door mm-hmm. because ghosts activate motion sensors. Either that or it's the slowing go down. <laughs> Because if the one thing, if the elevator is occupied, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking too hard now. Well, I mean, they show in the uh, in exact like almost mirrored shot, Ingo yes. walking back out of the door, mm-hmm. getting out of the elevator, walking out the door, and he's stopped by police and shoots one of them. Yep, and that was amazing because I, I kind of, I in my head, I'm like, it, oh, it's Ingo, but I didn't expect. I thought there was somebody trying yeah, to because do- with the empty shots, they allude to that it was something supernatural right. or that he murdered Kristen Stewart. Right. And then we see him shoot the cops, and we're like, oh, shit, you know? And you would think the movie's done, but no. <laughs> well, and actually, in that shot, I didn't think that was police. I thought that he was trying to get, somebody was trying to mug him, and that he just kept the mugger. Oh, no, it's clearly like detectives. Like, well, it hey, is now. we need to talk to you. <laughs> but actually, what I liked about this, too, is um, a lot of people I know, they don't think of French as tough people. Oh yeah, but when you saw the if, when you saw the police chief, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because I know when I was uh, we pulled into um, we pulled into Toulon, so we want, I want to go see Marseille because all the books I read, and that's a big old port town, and you want to talk about some scary, tough looking people. <laughs> yeah. Go to a dock in Marseille, France. <laughs> well, I mean, go to a dock anywhere, and you're gonna find some rough fucking dudes. Oh, I'm just saying. So yeah, that, I I just appreciated that fact about it. No, but it's weird because, again, it it alludes to this is not an actual horror movie when you see, like, oh, no, it was just Ingo killed these people. The ghosts were, again, were inconsequential. Well, uh, except... But but the movie's bookended Mm -hmm. by ghosts. (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, I guess... I I don't see a horror element in this movie at all, really. I mean, it's not super duper shot like a horror film either. No, again... The sound design isn't really scary i mean it adds tension but it's right. not like your typical horror soundtrack you know what i just i thought of, there's nothing really overt about anything in this movie there's nothing really extra at all about this movie no nah. which made it it's kind of like life it leaves a lot of questions <laughs> yeah i i suppose um i don't know i feel like this movie would have been a little less empty if I, I feel like i'm missing references that maybe if i read something or i saw this piece of art or, or something, I feel like I'm missing a whole piece of this movie because of that. You know, maybe maybe a picture that we somehow passed alluded to something that would make this more, um, what's the word I'm looking inhabited to me. But this movie's like an empty house where you're looking at the furniture, kind of. Well, yeah, because it's a look into her life, and mm-hmm. her life's pretty fucking empty. Oh, yeah. She works for this lady that she hates. She doesn't want to be in Paris anymore, but she's, again, like you said, she's bound to this house oh. and has to figure out what the fuck. And that reminds me brother. too. Remember with the leather pants that she, the Kira didn't want to return, and and Kristen just had to swallow it. Like, okay, well, yeah, well, yeah. When she's on the phone with yeah. her, instead of going, hey, starts the fuck's crying. With, yeah, what the fuck's with the pants? You know, I I called in a favor to get you these pants. Yeah, and now you're stepping on my dick. Yeah, or when she, it's one of the few times that they break up the cell phone action when <laughs> Kira calls, and she's like, yeah, um, no, it was four hundred. We agreed on four hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would prefer it in euros. <laughs> you know, yeah. You can have your driver stop at an ATM on the way. Mm-hmm. 
all right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yep. And it's just that, man, she hates everything about being here. Yeah, and that's not a whole and, lot of money. <laughs> no. For what she's doing and where she's living? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, because they show the check that she gets, or not check, but like uh, Kira leaves her cash for the last two weeks or something. And it was like 1,400 euros. Like, oh, she is living in downtown Paris. Like, that's not, she's barely getting by. Yeah, she smokes a pack of cigarettes, costs 20 bucks. Have fun. And again, alluding to that, she kind of just lives as a ghost. She gets paid shit, hates her life, and mm-hmm. just wants to be seen. Because yeah. she's clearly studying art. She got a, I mean, in the art and fashion world, they're pretty closely linked. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she clearly knows stuff about art and fashion. Otherwise, she wouldn't have gotten this job as right. a personal shopper for Be- a world-famous model. Because, actually, if you think about it, she's at, given lots of choices in this movie. Yeah, how about this? How about this? Yeah, I want this in this color. Give me three in that. Um, is it going to fit? I mean, so, obviously, she knows her shit, but she doesn't... Care. Ass- well, yeah, but she doesn't assert herself in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm therefore becoming a non-entity until she does well yeah (laughs) and uh yeah just a heads up you see a lot of Kristen stewart in this oh yeah a lot more than i ever expected to see yep wow yep whole lot of christmas yeah mrs twilight gets basically naked Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i I didn't feel any need to really dwell on that but except now the time that we just did well no i wasn't dwelling on i was just saying like yeah if you don't want to see Kristen stewart naked that's uh that's on you. Yeah. We warned you. Mm-hmm. All kinds of nudity. So, man, again, this is a... I don't know where I would land on this if somebody said... If somebody came up to me out of the blue and said, Hey, what do you think about personal shopper? Is it, is it good? I'd say, mm, probably not, but I like it. <laughs> it's... It's definitely got major, major flaws. It's good-ish. Yeah, it's... It's... I like it. I don't feel cheated for having watched it. No. I, no, but again, like, man, it's kind of incredibly boring, so... Mm-hmm. I'm glad I experienced it, but I don't know if I'd experience it again. Yeah, I don't know if I would, you know, sit down calmly to watch this movie. I, I'd have to get real stoned first so I can get real <laughs> into it. And pick up all that weird, stupid minutia that's mm. in it. Well, I want if you're just casually watching this, this movie's gonna suck. Well, you know, this would be a good movie to get down to with on one of those conspiracy sites, not a real conspiracy, you know, but the ones that try to make everything fit to everything else in the movie. Yeah, I think that'd be a cool movie to do. Basically, what we've just done. Oh, I know, but have you ever seen people really get into it? We'll write out a transcript to this podcast <laughs> and submit it to, I don't know, Netflix. They buy shit. There you go. All kinds of shit. Yeah, sure. Two, two knuckleheads talking shit. <laughs> Watch it now. Two, two more white dudes. <laughs> Talk about a movie that nobody likes. Because, <laughs> yeah, this movie's pretty universally hated. But, again, I like it. Yeah. All right. Should we fucking... Oh, boy. What? <laughs> we're pretty short but yeah. whatever i i don't have anything else to say about personal well, shopper i actually have one last thing because i want to mention this real i mention it now okay she's walking around with giant cartier bags in paris have you ever been to paris no lots of theft why would i have ever been to paris i don't know could you picture me in paris actually yeah i could picture you in paris oh i do chain smoke yeah yeah but, I mean, chain smoking and heroin, there's a lot of that in Paris. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you, fig- you figure a way. That's what I'm into. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, no, it's just, 
there's no way somebody's not jumping those bags. She's just hanging out with giant Cartier bags at a stop sign in Paris, and nobody went and snagged the bags. Oh. Yeah, that, that bothered me. Sure, man. She's got like $50,000 worth of gear, just in a couple paper bags riding on her little scooter down Paris. Yeah. Yeah. I want one of those scooters. Though. Oh, those are cool as fuck. Man, I, I, I really need to get like a scarf with it and some aviator goggles. None of that. I'm just going to get a big old Vespa and enjoy this shit. A out big of it. old Vespa? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm going to put like 700 rear That was the most shit. fake manly thing I've ever heard. A big old Vespa. <laughs> we'll go get me a hog. A big old Vespa. <laughs> and I'm going to put my helmet on for safety. I'll put some saddlebags on that motherfucker. Let me tell you. I'm putting my Chardonnay in it. God damn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> put, put my like, Scott albums in the other side. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just picturing like Sam Elliott riding a Vespa around. <laughs> Listen, partner. <laughs> somebody somebody badmouths his Vespa and he just like roundhouse kicks them in the jaw. <laughs> Excuse me, I've been meaning to try out my scissor kick. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot? No. Dude, it's actually a really good movie. I it's, must see it, yeah, just by title. It's it's Sam Elliott, and he plays like this old man who killed Hitler and The Bigfoot. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, like these dudes try and jump him, and it's just like 80-year-old Sam Elliott whooping ass. <laughs> Like, it's actually a far more serious movie than it sounds like. It's like a really, like, meditative, reflective life on, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, what looks like a life squandered, even though he did these, like, amazing things. His personal emptiness is more, imp- I guess, important to him in this stage of his life than his accomplishments. And it's it's like a really deep movie, but then he also kills the Bigfoot. <laughs> Like you do. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. What'd you do last week? And I, you know, killed a Yeti and oh, a Bigfoot. Oh, he doesn't have any friends. Eh. Just an old dog. <laughs> well, sounds like something to have been seen. Man, I, I, I gotta say, though, like, I've been thinking a lot, and I kind of want to steal one of your cats, because, like, I just need a really fat cat around all I know. the time. <laughs> Pork chop is the business. <laughs> just, just a Garfield-looking cat. Just a big fat fucking cat. It's like a brick with hair. That's <laughs> it's like a cinder block. It's just little stubby legs and a cinder block. It looks so uncomfortable all the time. Yep. It just lays there. Are you gonna pet me this week or not? Oh, man, oh, just the kind of life where it looks like breathing is a real bitch. Well, the, the funny thing is, my interior monologue voice for that cat is Sam Elliott. <laughs> I gotta go fix the cupboards. Well, I got something to do. I got a lot of free time, by the way. I I hate every minute of my existence. (laughs) Poor Sam Elliott. (laughs) I wish I didn't name Porkchop Sam Elliott now. I mean, you can just call him. It's a cat. It's not going to care. We'll confuse my children, so. So? Eh, Fuck them kids. Because your everyday behavior does not just baffle everyone around you. Fair enough. (laughs) I mean... Is it really going to be any different if you just out of the blue start calling a cat Sam Elliott? No, not at all. In fact, in about two days, it'll be like it's normal. Yeah. Uh, when I used to live with a friend of mine, he uh, had a guinea pig that was like black, but it had a weird blonde spot in it. And it mm-hmm. looked like Keith Richards from 74. 
So I used to just call the guinea pig Keith Richards, and then he would yell at me because it confused his daughter. <laughs> so, well, she can deal with it because its name is Keith Richards. Well, I I pissed off uh, well, I, I pissed off my family regularly, but um, when I took my kid to daycare, they had a, a pet guinea pig, and I called it the guinea pig lunchbox. And my finally, after about three weeks, they finally asked me why I called it lunchbox. I said because we used to eat guinea pigs. As sandwiches and shit and tacos in South America, so I'm called the guinea pig lunchbox. All right, James, you got anything yeah. to plug? Good God, we have no really, random stories. We have really ventured off the trail of personal shopper. Oh it's yeah, fine. we were talking about a movie, weren't it's we? It's fine. Go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to plug. Yeah, no, pretty much this. Yeah, doing All this right. <laughs> on the Facebook, you know, and we got the uh, we got the uh, email now. We've had an email for quite some time. Uh, HorrorVomitPodcast at gmail.com. Well, so see, now you, that we're mentioning it. I, 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 I like how you, we got nothing to plug except for these plugs. And then, yeah, we got the Facebook group where and yeah, who cares? Say stuff or don't. Yeah, I mean, you can yell at us about, or if you want to come talk to me about hair metal, I'll, I'll indulge you. Yeah, with I, Chris. Yeah, we can talk about rat all day long. I think I've brought this up several times before. But yeah, but you know. Yeah. One more time is not going to hurt. Because I never repeat myself. It might. I mean, all right, you're acting out things on an audio medium, and it's time to stop. Um, yeah. And fuck it. We made time. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Jesus. <laughs>